To live the Christian life is to allow Jesus to live his life in and through us. No Christian has ever been called to go it alone in his or her walk of faith. God blesses us so that we might bless others. To walk in the Spirit is to obey the initial promptings of the Spirit. Adversity is a bridge to a deeper relationship with God. Amen. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. This is a daily podcast, and we are broadcasting in 40 different countries. 35 of the United States. We're stuck at that number for a minute, but we're hoping and praying that it does increase. Everyone around the world, I'm noticing that you may be getting the podcast a day or two behind because that's how it is showing how you're listening. But that's okay. You're getting the word of God and that all that that's all that matters. So just tune in first thing in the morning. Put God first, either right before you're doing your own ritual of prayers or right after. And keep your Bible by your bedside. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. This morning I'm looking at flowers. I received flowers yesterday and they're beautiful this morning thank you the Charles F. Stanley Bible principles it asks the question what the Bible says about growing our faith in Matthew 14 We read how the disciples were caught in a frightful situation. A storm swept in suddenly, and the threat of physical harm became very real. Just as they became convinced that they were about to be swamped by the raging sea, Peter looked out and saw what he thought was a ghost walking toward their boat. But it was not a ghost. It was Jesus. So the overzealous disciple called out to him, asking the Lord to bid him to come to him. Thus began the vital chapter in Peter's chronicle of faith. He climbed out of the boat and started walking toward the Savior. Unfortunately, before the disciple reached his destination, The thunderous, buffeting waves took his attention away from the Savior. He froze in fear and immediately began to sink. There are a couple of things that we can say about Peter's quest that are very positive. First, he got out of the boat and began walking to Jesus while the others stayed put. Second, 
When he began to sink, he cried out to the Lord. Peter immediately understood the situation was too grave for him and that he needed Jesus. So the Lord reached out to him and pulled him to safety. Then he asked, Peter, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Jesus was not scolding Peter as much as he was teaching him, the disciple, that faith and trust in him were all he needed to reach the goal. And the same is true for us. Have you ever thought about the fact that the way you grow in your faith is by facing challenges and trials? Well, the fact is, this is probably when we grow the most in our walk with Christ. A need arises and there is no way that we can fill the void. There's no way we can solve the problem and there's no way we can decrease the pain. We struggle, we fight, and finally call out to the one person who knows us fully and loves us unconditionally. We also grow in faith when we learn to listen to and submit to God's voice. As long as we are chattering and proclaiming our ability we will never be able to discern his word of hope, his words of direction, correction, and encouragement. The Lord is always speaking to us, but if we aren't hearing from and obeying him, it's impossible for us to grow in faith. Peter did the right things. He saw Jesus and he got out of the boat. He wanted to trust the Savior, but his faith was not sufficiently developed. For faith to increase requires our consistency, our endurance, and our watchfulness. We must continue to stand firm in what we believe. When we do, God will provide the strength and hope to persevere. Therefore, persevere in believing what he says to you. Obey and endure because you will certainly see the fulfillment of all of his promises. Yes, listeners, trusting God means looking beyond what we can see to what God sees. To live the Christian life is to allow Jesus to live his life in and through us. Amen. Be right back with more prayers. Stay right there. Right there. As I open up my Bible, At the start of each day, I lift my eyes to heaven and I most sincerely pray, Lord, open up my heart and mind to hear these words today. I want to understand you, Lord. 
please hear these words I say. These stories that were written so many years ago hold the way to my salvation. Your word has told me so. I thank you for my life, Lord, the blessings of your son, for my family, friends, and neighbors. I love them, everyone. And when I close my eyes, Lord, at the closing, ending of each day, I will praise my Father up in heaven for the gifts he sent my way, for the universe he created and the lives of those I love. There is nothing greater in my life than my love for God above. And then there's the love for my mother (laughs) and my daughter and my two sisters and my brother and my listeners, all of you. There's nothing greater in my life than my love for God above. Amen. And Cindy Trim, her commanding your morning says, bless all things. Romans 12, 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Choose to use your tongue and bring life and not death to bless and not curse, even when it comes to your enemies. Learn the art of blessing For in blessing a thing or a person, that thing or person must bless you. When you bless, blessings will be drawn to you. Or as Deuteronomy 28.2 says, Blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Conversely, in cursing a thing or a person, you draw curses upon yourself. Dear God, let my speech be always with grace and that it may minister to the hearer. (coughs) I want to be blessed. So I bless others and I do not curse them. I choose to forgive and not condemn. I judge nothing and no one prematurely. I decree and declare that a guard is set over my mouth. I keep a tight rein on my tongue and honor you with my words. In the name of Jesus, amen. And Dr. Joyce Meyer, in her trusting God day by day, says, are you using your faith? Let's see. Romans 12, 3, think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith that God has given you. It may sound spiritual to say, I am full of faith, but are you using your faith? Faith is released by praying, saying, and doing whatever God asks you to do. Let's talk about praying. 
Most of us believe that prayer is powerful, so that should always be our first response. We invite God to get involved in our situations through prayer. The Bible says tremendous power is made available through the, par- through the prayers of a righteous man. Since we have been given the righteousness of God through our faith in Christ, we can come boldly to the throne of grace and by faith ask for help in plenty of time to meet our need. Don't merely pray for the problem to go away or that you will get something you need or desire, but also pray that God will strengthen you during your waiting period. Pray that you will have the grace to wait with a good attitude. A good attitude glorifies God and is a good witness of our faith to others. Let's talk about saying. After we have prayed, it's important that we talk as if we truly believe God is working in our favor. We don't have to deny the existence of the problem, but we should talk about it as little as possible. It is also very important to include in our conversation that we believe God is involved and we are expecting a breakthrough. Hold fast your confession of faith in God. And let's talk about doing. The third ingredient in releasing your faith is to do whatever you believe God is asking you to do. Obedience is a key to our victory and shows that we have faith in God. Sometimes he even asks us to do nothing. And in that case, nothing is what we need to do. If we are hearers of the word and not doers, we are deceiving ourselves through reasoning that this is a contrary to the truth that the devil will use fear to steal our destiny if we allow him to. But our faith has more power than fear when it's released. So trust in him. Use the faith that God has given you. Release your faith by praying, saying, and doing while you put your trust in him. Amen. It's getting hot in here. Amen. (laughs) We'll be right back right after this break. And now some of the many purposes for your life. I could stay right here. Titus 2.12 Live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Let's talk about common sense. Can you really count on your common sense to know God's will? You may be surprised to discover how many decisions for your life fall within what the Father has already revealed to you. For example, 
It is wise to eat a healthy diet, get proper rest, and to exercise. These are all the Lord's will for you. But the way God can work through common sense goes much deeper than this. For instance, people may drink to escape their problems only to find that they feel worse the next day and their troubles are still there. Or perhaps people will try to buy their way to a sense of worth, a sense of freedom and acceptability. But they discover that what they've purchased actually makes them feel more emptiness. So common sense aids you by leading you to realize that you are trying to achieve your goals in the wrong way or with the wrong people. In this manner, common sense confirms that something is not working in a godly, productive manner for you and that you should seek the Lord through his word and in prayer to learn how to turn your situation around. You should seek the Lord through his word and in prayer to learn how to turn your situation around. Jesus, reveal what is not working in my life so that I may seek you and learn the right way from you. Amen. Sometimes it just might not be the right people working in your life. Don't be afraid of that. You have nothing to fear. Okay, obeying his promptings. Galatians 5.16 Walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. When you sense the Lord is moving you in a particular direction or to do something specific, Don't try to reason it out. Of course, it's always important to test where your impulses are coming from. And you are instructed today that if your desires are sinful, you know that they are not coming from the Holy Spirit and vice versa. But you can always be confident walking by the Spirit, living each moment in dependence on the Holy Spirit being sensitive to his voice, obedient to his promptings. As you go throughout each day, listen for the Father to speak to you. Listen. And when he does, just obey him. For example, you may feel convicted to flee from something that is tempting you to sin or You may be compelled to contact and encourage someone who is hurting. Or you may feel led to do something unusually kind for a stranger. Do it. That is the Lord talking to you and giving you direction. Just do it. These are all ways that God compels you to act in his will. Just do as he tells you to do, even when you don't understand why. Your father knows how to direct you 
in the best way possible. So trust him and go forward. Holy Spirit, direct all my steps today. Open my ears to your prompting and direction that I may glorify the Savior. Amen. And my favorite word, peace. This is talking to you about seeking the peace. Colossians 3.15 Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. I know you've heard people say, I don't have peace when speaking about a particular decision. They are referring to the fact that when you are either outside of God's will or working against him, you will feel spiritual friction. But when you're in the center of God's will, you will feel harmony with him. You will feel it. Most of us can point to areas in our lives that cause us stress, that cause us unhappiness and turmoil. But regardless of the situation, we are promised that we can find tranquility in Christ. However, the supernatural peace Jesus offers us rests on our agreement with him. The supernatural peace Jesus offers us rests on our agreement with him. We must be willing to do as he says in his word. When you submit your daily choices to Jesus, like I do, you are not only in harmony with his Holy Spirit, but you are safeguarded within his protection. You are enlightened in his wisdom and empowered by his strength. The peace you experience can be evidence that you are indeed walking in his will. So invite his peace to characterize your life by allowing him to rule your heart. Jesus will be your assurance and security regardless of the circumstances you face. Jesus, you know the areas of friction in my life. Rule my heart and teach me how to have your peace. Amen. Amen. And now prayers from the wilderness. Let us close our eyes and bow our head, for this is a meditation of praise for answered prayer. Love it. Father, sometimes I pray and wonder if you will answer my prayer request. And then you respond. I do not always acquire what I desired, but getting a reply assures me you are listening. So I praise you for answered prayer. I praise you for teaching me to seek the eternal treasures that are connected to you and not allow me to become consumed with earthly desires which will deteriorate and will reinforce a love for temporary pleasures. 
I praise you for being a true father and exercising your sovereign power over my life. My wisdom is limited. Yours is unlimited. My requests can sometimes be emotional and short-sighted. Your answer encompasses the spiritual plan for my life. My mind may only consider one view of the problem, mind, but your thoughts consider everyone and all the circumstances that may be affected. Father, I praise you for answering prayers for others and teaching me to pray for their needs. It is a part of my growth and development in you. I learned compassion and care because of the lessons that you write in my spirit. I praise you for blessing me with small requests, for enjoyment with my friends. I thank you for laughter, the holiday gatherings. I praise you for blessing my friends and family with answered prayers for them. Their joy in you fuels my faith. And during dry spells, when I grow weary, their delight keeps me seeking you. Father, I praise you for your timing. You come through and everything falls into place in ways that are beyond my imagination. You are teaching me the importance of giving you praise just because you are my Father, Savior, and Comforter. Through my praise and thanksgiving to you, my prayers receive answers. I experience the comfort and reassurance of knowing your word is true, and you really do want me to make my requests known to you. So thank you. For being the answer, answer to all my prayers, prayers. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Be right back to end the podcast. And our closing prayer was sent by Carlos A. O Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where hate is, may I bring love. Where offense has been given or taken, may I bring pardon. Where there is discord, may I bring fellowship. Where there is error, may I bring truth. Where there is doubt, may I bring faith. Where there is despair, may I bring hope. Where there is darkness, may I bring light. Where there is sadness, may I bring joy. Master, let me seek rather to console than to be consoled, to understand than to to be understood, to love rather than to be loved. For it is in giving that I perceive 
in forgetting myself that I find myself, in pardoning that I receive pardon, in dying that I am born again to the life eternal. And that's from St. Francis de Assisi. That plaque hangs in the halls of Carlos's job. And I'm just so touched that when he read it, he thought of me. And he knew that I would share it with you. Bye for now. Come back tomorrow.